Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pond Hunter Broadcast from the Under the Sea Radio Show on Blog Talk Radio. The Pond Hunter, in the pursuit of all things aquatic. Take a look into the world of koi ponds, water gardens, and the lifestyles of the aquatically obsessed. Meet the pros, hobbyists, and cover some no-nonsense pond advice straight from the field. The Pond Hunter, in the pursuit of all things aquatic. Here's your host, koi pond and water garden expert, Mike Gannon. Then. Hey everybody and welcome to the Pond Hunter Radio Broadcast. Thank you for tuning in to episode 28. I hope everyone's doing great. I'm your host, Mike Gannon, and welcome everybody. We have a fun show in store for you tonight, but we always have good stuff going on around here on the Pond Hunter. This show broadcasts to you and around the world from blogtalkradio.com, and you can also find past episodes of the on Hunter Radio Broadcast right there on blogtalkradio.com and on iTunes. Just look for the Pond Hunter. It's very easy to find. You can also follow along on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. So check it out. How's everybody doing? Tonight, everybody, we're going to be joined by the Pond Digger, Eric Triplett. And if you are aquatically obsessed or if you are a Pondaholic, I'm sure you've heard of the pond digger. It's pretty ubiquitous in the pond industry. He's found all over numerous social media sites. He's a true pond guru and manufacturer of Helix Pond Filtration Systems, and he'll be with us tonight. Tonight will also be a call-in show, and there's a very good reason for that. It'll be a great show to call into because one of the callers will be winning a free Helix skimming system right from the pond digger himself. What? Free skimmer? Crazy. If you want to be in on this, the number to call the show is 914-803-4557. That's 914-803-4557. Eric will be on in just a little while, so don't call just yet or you're going to have to hold for a bit. So someone will win a free Helix skimmer. Again, it's 914-803-4557, and we hope to hear from you tonight. This will be very cool, the Pond Digger, everybody, tonight. Um, Tonight will be the first giveaway done on this show. It's pretty cool. Tonight, especially after considering that tonight is the one-year anniversary of the Pond Hunter radio broadcast. Yeah, one year ago, uh, almost to the day, was the very first broadcast. And it's it's pretty amazing, amazing how quickly time flies. And there's been a lot of great shows and some really awesome guests over the last 27 episodes. Tons of great information. And uh, even one episode of me getting drunk on the air, how about that? But there was good reason for that. There's always good reason for that, right? I mean, come on. Um, I did it for you guys. I didn't want to do it. I did it for you guys. So thanks to all of you. Uh, who have been tuning in. I'll be saying a bit more about this later on, um, but let me also say that tonight is also the 20th anniversary of my company, Full Service Aquatic, 20 years to the day. 
March 25th, 1995, was the very first day of Full Service Aquatics. And at that time, I never would have guessed 20 years ago that I would be announcing this on a podcast on the Internet because, I mean, the Internet was basically just coming out at that point. I think it was composed of, like, chat rooms. I don't even know if they had fish chat rooms. <clears throat> or if they did, I, uh, you know, what kind of guys would be in there? But anyway, um, certainly wasn't part of the plan because I had no plan. It was just an, I was just an aquatically obsessed fish head who let my hobby get way out of control until the point it became my profession. And uh, I'll get some more on that later as well, too. But it was 20 years ago today. Time flies, man. It's been a long, strange trip, I can tell you. Happy birthday to Full Service Aquatics, my baby. Um, happy spring, everybody. It is officially here, even though we still have some snow on the ground here in New Jersey. A little bit of ice, too, here and there. By and large, winter is gone. Pond season is on. A lot of you, I'm sure, have been enjoying your ponds for a while now. But a lot of you also are probably just starting to get a full thaw on your ponds. And the first look at your fish. I just saw my fish for the first time since January, just last week. And uh, I'm happy to say they looked awesome. They were alert, not like crazy summer active, but for, you know, early season, um, they were pretty active. So it was very nice to uh, check that out and see them. Um, <clears throat> and it, w it really was just kind of a, a long, tough winter. And all my fish were accounted for, too, I'm happy to say. I lost one last year, which was really, really upsetting. Um, and I'm anxious to see how all of my clients' ponds are doing uh, once we really get out into the field. We just started here at Full Service Aquatics just this week, getting out into the field, doing our spring openings. Um, it's been a tough winter, but last year was just as tough, and we did really well. I deal with, I would say, close to a couple hundred client ponds and in total, we lost 13 fish spread out over those ponds last year. If you want to look at, that, it, look at it in other words, thousands of fish did just fine. But, um, you know, this, this is a good time of year to check out your fish, everybody. Make sure that they're looking good. Check them out. See that they're behaving normally. They're responsive. Um, and remember, only start feeding them when the water temperatures are warm enough, like 55 degrees you know, somewhere around there and above. And um, be sure to start off with a low-temperature uh, food or a spring mix food for your fish. Uh, you don't want to jump right into, you know, your, the summer staple food that you have left over from last year. Make sure that you're getting a low-temperature spring mix food. Um, and in the meantime, until the temperatures get to where we need them to be, let them graze. Let your fish, your koi, your goldfish, let them graze on that early spring algae that we all get in our ponds. That algae is an excellent food for them. So let them graze while the temperatures are still chilly and just be observant of your pond this time of year. Early spring um, is a time when health issues can occur. So be aware early. And if you see you have some issues and you're not sure what to do, reach out to your local koi club. Um, see if someone can stop by and do some scrapes on your fish. That's a good way to try to identify what the heck is going on if you are having an issue. And um, get involved with your local club if, because it, it really can be a great real resource for pond keepers. Some clubs out there are pretty amazing. 
Um, as a matter of fact, on the next Pond Hunter radio broadcast, my guest is going to be the organizer of, I would say, one of the best boy clubs out there. It's a club I love following um, because it looks like they have so much fun, and I'm sure they do. My guest is going to be Brizel Martinez, and uh, Brizel is really living the koi life. She brings all of the activities of her koi club, um, the All-Philippines Koi Society, to Facebook. So I'm watching from afar all the fun that those guys are having. And Brazil will be calling in uh, into the show from the Philippines. We have a 12-hour time difference, so it'll be fun uh, trying to, you know, get that that synced up. Um, and she's not only going to talk about her club, but her business, Nishki Goy Shop, there in Cebu, Philippines, Cebu City, and her work in the industry with, with other pond professionals. If you're if you enjoy living the koi life, you will enjoy tuning in to hear from Brizel. That will be episode 29 of the Pond Hunter radio broadcast with Brizel Martinez, living the koi life. I am looking forward to that. That should be pretty dang cool. Um, so who is going to be the lucky caller tonight? Who's going to win a free Helix Pond Skimmer from the Pond Digger? We're going to have Eric Triplett coming right up, everybody. So get ready to call in. And again, the number is 914-803-4557. If you want to call in and say hello, maybe win a skimming system for your pond. This is great. So stick around, and Eric will be on soon. Um, I want to do a quick shout-out to my last guest, Jason Turpin from Turpin Landscaping and Pond Source. Jason was on um, the last episode with, um, and what we did was an episode on spring pond care essentials. So thank you so much, Jason, for coming on and, and being my guest expert on the last Pond Hunter radio broadcast, which um, was episode 27. And Jason really shared some excellent advice for spring pond care. Um, Every season should trigger some sort of pond care event, and spring is the biggest of them all. So you guys have to check out this show. We really covered a lot of information, and thanks to Jason Turpin for being my guest. His website is turpinlandscaping.com. Um, Turpin Pond Source is located in Coatesville, Pennsylvania. Stop by and check those guys out. And, um, yeah, it was great. Great information. Make sure you guys are going ahead and check that out. So... Let's uh, let's move along here. And again, it was 20 years ago today. My uh, my company, Full Service Aquatics, was started, and um, it's been it's been a really interesting ride over these last few years. Um, few meaning 20 years, and I really have a lot of people to thank for that. A lot of people helped me along the way, and um, you know it's not something that you can just do on your own. Um, running a business like this. So I got a great team these days. I started off by myself, you know, like like many companies do, and just um, kept at it. It wasn't always very easy, but I am very glad to be here uh, 20 years later to the day. So, but again, I'll, I'll get to a little bit more on that a little bit later. So um, let's go to a commercial break, and we will have the Pond Digger coming up 
Eric Triplett in just a little while. So stick around, everybody. Somebody is going to win a free skimmer tonight for your pond. That's pretty damn good. Not bad, right? Not bad at all. So um, I see a couple callers on the line. So you guys just hang on, hang on tight, and we will get to you. We'll get to you soon, okay? Um, so let's go and hear from Full Service Aquatics. I got a little commercial for you guys to hear. Okay, we'll see you in just a moment. Do you love your pond? Full-service aquatics, water garden, and koi pond experts can give you a pond you can live with. Full-service aquatics, an award-winning water garden, koi pond, and water feature design and installation firm has been creating amazing aquatic environments since 1995. Got waterfall? Full-service aquatics can make your old waterfall or pond look like new with our waterfall, koi pond, and water garden renovation and repair services. Visit FullServiceAquatics.com or call 908-277-6000 to speak with a Full Service Aquatics pond professional today. That's FullServiceAquatics.com or 908-277-6000. Full Service Aquatics, a pond you can live with. Visit LoveYourPond.com. A pond you can live with. 20 years, man. Unbelievable, right? In some ways, it really is unbelievable to me. It was 20 years ago today. Sergeant Pepper tells the band. Um, so, guess who's here tonight, everybody? It ain't Sergeant Pepper. I'll give you some hints. He is a pond guru. He found on numerous social media sites. He's a pond designer and installer, a respected pond professional. And you can find him all over Facebook. He's a frequent contributor to Pond Trade Magazine. You can actually find him in the latest issue of Pond Trade Magazine. Um, he has the most watched pond videos out there on YouTube. Yes, even more than the Pond Hunter, believe it or not. Um, and he's the creator and manufacturer of the Helix Pond Filtration System. And uh, he has been touching people's lives with water for a long time now. Um, so guess who? It's the Pond Digger, everybody. Eric Triplett coming to us from out of Southern California, sunny California. Hey, Pond Digger, are you on the line? I'm here, Mike. Hey, man. What's going on? How you doing? Well, first off, happy anniversary, happy birthday. What are we going to call it? It's just amazing that you're, you know, you're kicking still, like all passionate Pretty- about what you do, and we thank you for it. Yeah. Hey, my pleasure. <laughs> I'm happy to be here, man. I'm just I'm just happy to be here after after 20 years. It's not always easy, as you know. It's not always easy, but uh, I am very thankful to be here. So, um, yeah. So, what's going on? How are you? How's everything? Uh, life's crazy. You know, the season's kicking off like gangbusters out in Southern California. It's the weather is insanely amazing, as you probably well know. And um, you know the phones are ringing, and my crews are out working, and we're we're just running around like crazy. I feel like a, a mosquito at a nudist colony. That's just we're, that's how busy we are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll keep you busy. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show tonight and uh, and taking time out of your busy schedule to be here. This is going to be a big show. Someone's going to win one of your Helix pond skimming systems tonight. Yes, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to give it away. Cool. Well, I'm going to remind everybody that the number is 
888-646-4557. And if you're calling in, just be patient, hold the line, and we are going to get to you guys. There's a few of you guys holding right now. Just hold steady. We will be there. You guys can hear the show while you're holding, so just stay in the line. Somebody's going to win that scammer tonight. So, so what's up? You are you're definitely one of the busiest pond guys I know about. There, um, you're based out of Ukaipa, California, right? Am I pronouncing that correctly? Uh, it's called Ukaipa, and it means Valley of the Flower. So it's a uh, it's a beautiful little town. It's an Indian name, and uh, it's it's about oh maybe five or ten miles away from my home in Redland. So um, I'm very close to home, and and it's nice here. Cool. Um, you have a retail center out there, and and you service that entire area. That that is true. We have a we have a retail facility. It's it's right off the freeway, right off the you know the busy ten freeway, and you know I, it's actually a, a law requirement here to work at the pond digger. When someone drives by the freeway and they honk, you have to wave to them. <laughs> that's how close we are to the freeway. Go. So it's um you know that's where we're at. So we're running our retail and and our construction business and our wholesale business out of that facility. And um, we got good exposure right there on the freeway. Cool. Yeah, I bet. I've seen pictures of your place. Um, it looks really great. And you have display ponds. You have fish, plants, supplies. you got a little bit of everything going on there, right? That is the truth. That is the truth. We even have, um, we have some animals. I don't know if you've seen our... Uh, our How to Build a Fish Pond YouTube series, we have Billie Jean, the Billy Goat, running through the set, and uh, she's a big star. People come and see her. She's here at headquarters. She works uh, Tuesday through Saturday, and she takes the weekend off, and she doesn't work Mondays. And we have Fabio, the Wonder Horse, is here, and we have chickens and just other fun stuff that is running through, and a lot of mascots here at the Pond Digger headquarters. Yeah, people always say that Billy Goats get the best hours, and it, it really does sound like, uh, you know, your Billy Goats got banker's hours practically. Not too bad. <laughs> she, she does, 9 to 5. <laughs> she travels back and forth to work with my, my wife, actually, every single day. She has her spot in the truck. She runs out to the truck and hops in the truck and boogies down the highway. You should see it at Starbucks. It is uh, a very funny moment when you pull up in Starbucks and there's a Billy Goat sitting next to you in the, in the driver's seat, in the passenger seat. Yeah, that definitely doesn't happen every day. That's a trip. <laughs> and you, you got, uh, you got some co- really cool turtle tortoises, right? Yes, they're they're not at headquarters. I keep threatening to bring a couple down here, um, but you know, I I've pretty much been into animals, you know, since as long as I can remember, and I have um, some giant sulcata tortoises at my home. They're probably about 90 pounds each, approximately, the, you know, the, the bigger males. Wow. So, I mean, to give you perspective, when you put them in a wheelbarrow, it takes up the entire wheelbarrow. Yep. I mean, it looks like a, a three-foot rock in your backyard. Wow. That's the real deal. That's got to be very cool. So I'm, I'm always very curious, whenever I talk to pond professionals, how, how did you get into ponds? Like, what was the experience that made you a pondaholic? Like, how old were you? When, when did that happen? How does that happen? Uh, you know, I built, I, built, I built three ponds that are really stand out in my memory, probably in my late teens, early 20s, in the deserts, you know, locally here. And uh, they were just for fun. And, you know, as I was, you know, doing my busy lifestyle, I was actually commuting a lot for work. I put in a couple of these prefab ponds, and I had plants around, and I would just tinker around out there. And at the time, I was a carpenter. I was, uh, and, okay. and the 
developed my fish hobby was going crazy. I was just completely into it, much like you were 20 years ago today. And uh, yeah. Or that's when you started your business. Happy anniversary again on that. But I was just like addicted to the fish, and so it kind of went into the outdoors for me. And um, then, it, then it took a pause. I have to be honest with you. It took a pause for about five years, the pond part of my life. And uh, I really grew my aquarium business. And during that right. time frame, I met my wife. And one day my wife was just like, hey, I want a pond in the backyard. And I was like, okay, babe, whatever you want. Let's do a pond. And she, like, pushed me back into that zone of my life. And uh, I love her for it. It's, it's crazy. So here I am. You know, we've been together for about probably almost 20 years, 18, 18 years. Mm-hmm. I, you know, she's probably listening. But she doesn't care. Don't worry. She's not going to be mad because I don't remember the exact date. But it's uh, she pushed me back into that envelope of my life. And um, it's, it's been it's been a real fun ride. Well, they say behind every good man, right? So there you go. <laughs> yeah, she's um, a great woman. So you you very you you very much have a family business. Um, your wife Leslie, as you mentioned, is involved. Um, tell me how Leslie operates within uh, your company. My wife is pretty damn awesome. Can I say damn on the show? I'm a contractor. I might slip once or twice. I apologize in advance. That's okay. I I beeped it off because this is a okay. family show. Okay, you got the. This is a delay, so you beep that. All right. Um, you know my. Hey, you want my you want to hear the actually, beep? You want to hear the? Here's the bad language beep. <laughs> there you go. Right. So my wife, uh, you know, I met her through through my aquarium business. You know, I was I was breeding African cichlids, and I was traveling all around the you know the state selling fish, and I met my wife at a pet store. So she ran this pet store. And um, bring me back to the question. I know I'm going somewhere, but bring it home. Where where were we headed? So you know, I, now, I want to talk about my wife. How does my mind sometimes? <laughs> how does she oh, operate within the how company? How does she operate the days? business? Thank you. Okay, so I met her through the through um, a pet store that she owned, and then you know we fell in love. We got married. You know, babies are coming. You know, and she ran her business and I ran my business and we very much worked together and as our kids got into junior high we were like you know maybe maybe we should you know pull you out of the out of the, out of your business someone has to come out of their business so we can keep a, a better eye on our kids as they really got into junior high because they were with us all the time you know at the pet store uh, when they were growing up you know they're three years old catching mice for people you know I mean so it, it, it's always been yeah. family like that like the real legitimate mom pop store and that that um, at that time we sold that division of the business because she worked her tail off. She worked her face off at that business, you know, twelve and fourteen hours a day. And and I was like, you know, I said, why don't you come and work for me? You know, my business is growing. You know, let's work you like six hours a day and cut your time in half, and we can have more time with the kids, and you know, help with all the the homework is getting more intense. And so. We brought her. We sold that division of our life. We sold the, that chapter, uh, our pet shop, mm-hmm. and uh, I brought her to work here. And she's she's dynamite. You can't even you can't even imagine how good she is on pond design. I mean, she she's designing ponds for people in Africa. You know, complete helix pond systems with you know aerated filtration, and it's it's insane what she does. And I've never even talked to the guy. I'm like, what? You sold a, a complete massive system like that? And they were just like. Hey, I just said I'm the pond digger's wife, and that's all I need to say, and we're good. 
And I'm like, well, you go, girl. I'm going to go build this pond while you sell more kits. And so she's, she's just, uh, you know, it's perfect. <clears throat> so that's, that's very cool. So who designs a nice pond, you or your wife? <laughs> she's pretty dang good. But, you know, the best pond that we design is the one that we designed together. i got to be honest with you. Okay, good. I'll tell you, that's the correct answer. Okay. But to carry on, to carry on the family um, part of the business, if I might, my, you know, my, my son works yeah. for me every summer. You know, he drives the right. skid steer around. I mean, you can't imagine the subcontractors on the job site when they see a 12-year-old boy. He's, he's just turned 16, but, you know, at 12 years old, he's driving the skid steer on the job site, bringing materials to the job. And people just double-take it, like, what is going on here? And But he drives the thing like a boss, and... Um, he works like a man, and you know, I have two two beautiful daughters, and they work, at, you know, they work with me at my place. My older daughter um, took some time off here. She's getting her master's. She's working towards her master's right now, and she's got intense school work right now. So you know, we gave her some time oh, yeah. off to study, on, focus on school, and um, so. But it's still, it's brilliant because you know, even the people that work here, they feel like my family. You know, like. My foreman feels like a brother. My, you know, my scheduler feels like a great friend, and like so, it's it, it is very family oriented, and sometimes that makes it tough. But I think in the long run, you know, it makes your heart feel good. So, you know, sometimes we make emotional decisions because we're so close like that, instead of just making real hardcore business like we got to make the money, you know. But it's like, well, what about my brother? What about yeah. my friend? You know. So it's it's it can be tricky sometimes, but it's it's all worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Very cool. Your son must have just had a ball on the on the job site. I mean, being able to drive around the machines and everything. I mean, I yeah. I still I've been doing it for years and I still get in and I feel like a little kid. I'm like, this is gonna be so much fun. Oh, I know. That's, that's very funny. I, I have to tell you a funny story. I, he's he's been traveling with me, you know, to the rock yards and all this stuff for years and years. I think. He was probably nine or ten, and we were at Whitewater Rock Supply, this like you know famous rock yard out here, and we we were driving around the golf cart with one of my clients and the owner of Whitewater Rock Supply, and um, we drove out there in the golf cart out to the back forty so we could check out the rock and hand select all the stuff we were going to use the materials on the project, and my son's like, hey dad, do you mind if I just drive the, the golf cart? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> have fun, knock yourself out, just be careful, go slow. And he's like, yeah. All right, and so uh, we're standing there picking out, hand-selecting rock, and I'm marking the rock and telling the client how the water is going to come rolling off this rock, and I turn, and my son is like full speed, flying through, <laughs> dust is flying behind it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I mean, my heart sank, and he, like, turned the wheel real fast. Like, he does this brody. I thought he was going to flip the cart, but you see in his face he's terrified, right? And I was like, yeah. it was all I could do to keep my cool on that. So. It's funny, but that's those are the that's the story of the family business as you're you know growing up and and um, yeah it's it's funny. It, it's some very interesting parallels our story because uh, you know I've had the the business full service aquatics for 20 years today, um, but prior to that the the three years prior to that I also was in the the pet retail industry so I was running a fish room and and doing corals and invertebrates and you know fish and, you know, tropical cold water, but also dealing with reptiles and birds and, and catching mice and doing that whole thing. So it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, we kind of have the same roots in that respect. Um, let's, uh, we have a few callers 
So let, let's talk to a couple people. I want everybody to keep holding. We're going to kind of hit everybody a little bit at a time. Um, you want to say hi to anybody? You ready to take a call? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Hey, caller, you're on the air with Eric Triplett and Pondigger. Caller, can you hear me? Hello. Okay, this, they've been holding for a while, so uh, maybe they, they don't realize that we're calling. Let me try. Maybe had to go to the here. restroom, maybe. Yeah, I'm sorry, caller. I know you've been holding. Um, all right, let's try this here. Let's go over to this screen here. Hey, caller, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Yeah, hi. Hey, Who's calling? This is uh, Brian Fitzsimmons from Fitz's Fish Ponds. Brian Fitzsimmons. Hey. This is the hey, pond digger. Brian. <laughs> yes. You are you are on with the pond digger. <laughs> Did I win a free skimmer? No, Brian. You can't win. You're the you're the Helix Pond Contractor of the Year. You can't win a pond skimmer. You already won something. All right. I was just making sure. <laughs> what hey, are you it up doesn't to, Brian? Yeah, it doesn't hurt. What are you up to today, Brian? Um, actually, just getting back from an estimate at my shop. It's seven. Oh, actually, eight thirty here in Jersey. Uh, you know, I got a, I got a new skidster today, so I've, I've been having a lot of fun. I got some moss rock delivered, and I'm just, I'm having fun waiting to find a waterfall to build. <laughs> well, it's too cold to build a waterfall out there right now, isn't it? Yeah, we're we're doing a bubbling rock garden right now, which I don't really like. There's nothing fun about it besides one bubbling rock and a big hole. Well, you know, it's, it'll be fun when the birds start landing, you know. The birds landing and drinking water out of there, you know. Yeah, but I don't want to take too much time away from the show. I just wanted to, I was, I was listening in because I was driving back from the Testament, and this is how I listened to the show uh, and happened to be the caller. Well, it's good to hear from you, you today, Brian. <laughs> Unfortunately, good, good you, you don't get the skimmer, Brian. <laughs> Oh, it's okay. I have a few in my store right now. I don't. I don't need an extra one. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for the call, I, I Brian. Think the Helix Contractor of the Year would definitely have those. Brian, thanks so much for checking in. Good luck this season, and congratulations. Thanks, Mike. You too. Talk. Talk to you guys All right, soon. Man. All right. Take care, man. Bye. That, that's the Helix Pond Contractor of the Year, who who is from New Jersey. New Jersey really yeah. has a lot of great pond talent out here. I, uh, isn't that the truth? It's crazy how much good talent is out in Jersey. It's uh, I'm I'm honored to have I'm at, honored to have him part of the Helix Nation. The guy is he's a young guy. He's really passionate about what he does, and he does outstanding work. He's just he's an authentic he's an authentic dude. I wish I knew my numbers as well as he knows numbers. At his age, I'd probably be a lot farther along than I am now. So I I have uh, high hopes for him in the future. He's the future of of the pond industry as as we know it. You know, and I I'm really glad to have him on the team. Yeah, it's nice to see young guys coming into the industry. Let's try another call here. Let's see who we got on the line. Hey, caller, you're on the line. Thanks for holding. Hello. Can you hear us? Yeah, hey, yeah, who's I calling? Can... Uh, this is Dale. What's up, Dale? Hey, Dale. Hey, yeah, calling from West Virginia. West Virginia. Right. I, know I, have, I actually have someone from Virginia staying with us right now, believe it or not. It's a okay. friend of ours that lives out there, and he's coming out to work with mm-hmm. us for a little bit. What's it like out there today? Uh, would you believe it was almost 80 today? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, it 
fantastic. And, oh, uh, you're rubbing it, it in, makes... in our faces, Dale. <laughs> sorry, sorry. But it may snow Friday. But uh, I fed uh, my koi. I fed my koi today just a little for the first time since October. Wow. They were probably happy to have that meal, I'll bet. They seemed very happy. <laughs> well, good. Very nice. Did you get? Did your pond freeze over during the winter? Uh, yes, it did. It was frozen for uh, several days except for the areas that I keep open. And yep. uh, a little bit of damage, as I spoke to you about, uh, with the rocks falling, yep. the damage to the waterfall, which uh, I believe you're going to help me with. I intend to, absolutely, yeah. I saw that, uh, you know, a little bit of damage going on, nothing nothing that can't be fixed, that is for sure. You make right. your way down to yeah. West Virginia to build, Mike? I, I'm willing to. <laughs> Good. Yeah. We've built, uh, we've built kind of, we've built in a few different states. Um, and I, I love, first of all, I love traveling. I, I'd love to see West Virginia. And I, I look at them as kind of adventure builds, which are, are really, you know, you just, you get to go to out of your, your comfort zone, not as far as building a pond, but just in the area that you're working in. And West Virginia, I have, I have family down there. My, my uh, nephew is living down there. So um, I would love to see it, and I think it would be a, a lot of fun to take on something like that. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. I just had a friend cool. who uh, got disgusted and closed their pond today, gave their fish away. So I'm not, I'm not uh, sure why. But I was about good. there last week. Before I talk to you, I was almost there, but I like the koi uh, too much to give to give it up. Yeah, I think I talked you down off the ledge. Thank goodness. <laughs> you did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if you love your koi right, that much, cool. you might well, find yourself moving to some warmer weather. You know, bring them with you. Bring them. You mean indoors? Well, you can you can if you if you love them, you might bring them to a little bit warmer weather, and then you can uh, feed them a little earlier and feed them a little bit later, and then you can hang out more with them. If, right. you, if you lived in California, we, we yeah. can help you get the fish I, I over do. here. We've done it before. We can do it again. I knew yeah, this was well, California. I would just have to move there and uh, start over with new ponds, I guess. Yeah. But I like it here, and uh, all my family is here, so. I just want to get yeah. my my pond together. Well, actually, re, rebuilt completely. That's what uh, Mike and I have discussed. It's it's going to be a rebuild, and I can't wait. Well, you're in good yeah. hands. I'll tell you that. Should be very cool. We're going to do something amazing, Dale. No doubt. So. Yeah, um, all right, Dale. So I'm going to catch up with you in a little bit, and hopefully you're going to, you know, you're in the in the mix. We're going to be picking a winner a little bit later, so please stay tuned so you know what's going on, and uh, I will be talking to you soon. Okay, Mark. Thank you. You bet. Thanks for the call, Dale. He's a really nice guy, Eric. Uh, he's he's been having some problems with his pond, 
um, structural issues, just a whole bunch of stuff going on. And he called me the other day, and he's like, I'm, I'm just about ready to give it up. And I was like, no, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. And uh, I was we'll talking to you. him, and I think, we're, yeah, we're, we're going to try to uh, get to get a good plan together, and I'm, I'm sure we can help him out. Um, let's take one more call, and then we're going to – there's still people holding. I, I want everybody to hold, but we're going to do one more call and then um, catch up with the show a little bit. Let's see who we got here. Hey, caller, you're on the air with Eric Triplett, the pond digger. Who's calling? Hey, Mike. Yeah. Who's, who's hey, calling? Hey, this is Joe. Joe? Yeah, how's, how's it going over there? Happy anniversary. It's pretty good. Hey, Happy man, birthday. thank you so much. Hey, pond digger, so what's much. up? I, I, got a, I got a question for both y'all. Okay, what's up, Joe? I love lava rock in my aquariums, and I know that ponds use lava rock in filters and lava rock bags up in the falls. And what about doing the whole pond in the lava rock? I'm asking both of you, like rocking in the pond with lava rock. Wouldn't that be a huge benefit as far as all the bacterial growth that would be helpful for the pond? Do you want to start, Mike, or do you want me to go? I'm going to let you have the first jab. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you that one of the most one of the most phenomenal ponds that I've seen, almost an anomaly, was a very small pond in Orange County. And the pond was uh probably rubber liner. I don't even remember the below the pond, but above the pond, about eight foot across, was this giant lava rock structure and the whole thing was like this dripping weeping wall and it was you know, basically this massive waterfall. It's eight foot wide, four foot tall. And, you know, quite honestly, it didn't look that great to me. I mean, uh, however, there was a lot of cool artistic things about it that I did like. And I think with a little bit, you know, um, a little bit different plantings around it, it could have enhanced it quite a bit. It was in Orange County, so the weather was amazing. There were some baby tears growing on one side of it. But this is the amazing part of it. That pond had so many fish, it was obscene. And the water was crystal clear. And the, there was like, there were so many fish, it was just crazy. And there was, you know, poor circulation and there was poor, you know, I mean, everything about it was wrong, but the pond itself was doing amazing. And it was because of this giant structure of lava rock. It was like this massive wet, dry filter, if you will. And for those of you into aquariums, you'll, you'll know, you'll get the feeling for what I'm talking about. But the water was pristine. You know, we, we made some changes and helped them out. We actually moved them and did some other stuff. But, you know, that, that, will always be embedded in my mind, the qualities that a lava rock have. The only drawback, in my opinion, is lava rock, whether it's you know, a feather stone lava or depending on the type of lava, if you go below grade, it can be very sharp. You know, the feather stone, it floats, but if you really work it in, you, know, you can get it in the side of the pond. But, I mean, it's actually very sharp. You know, you're picking it up and you're almost cutting yourself. So pros and cons to that lava rock, there's a Mexican beach lava rock or Mexican bowl lava, I should say, that we used in aquariums. I wonder if you ever had that out there, Mike. But the Mexican bowl lava, you know, actually has really bowls in it. You know, like you can make watering bowls. It makes a pretty cool waterfall. And I think that you could rock in a pond with Mexican bowl lava because it's not super porous like, like the typical, you know, lava rock that you're finding that you're using in filters. And I think it wouldn't be that harmful. You know, it, it's once I got a biofilm on it, it would be, you know, soft. And it doesn't cut your hands when you when you pick it up. So, underwater, I'd be very cautious. But there was something about that pond that will always be burnt in my mind as how the, the amazing effects that lava rock can have. 
That's great. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's, this re- there's this restaurant, and it's way overcrowded, but the water's like glass over here, and it's all lava rock. And the water, it's not even a lot of water turnover. It's just trickle here and there, but it's so overcrowded, and it's just like glass. And the yeah. other question, yeah. Mike, Mike, is, you know, like in your waterfall, the, the lava rock clogs up. So you have to throw it away in a few years and put some fresh stuff, right? So that I wondered if I put the lava rock around, like the rocking in to say the top layer of the pond. If five years later I have to throw that rock away and start over. Well, I think if you're using it aesthetically and it's on the exterior of the pond, I wouldn't be so concerned with. Um, I, I personally wouldn't really look at it as a as as a filtration media in the in the exterior of the pond. Once it's going down below oh. water. Or, or it's within the flow of the water, it takes on a whole different dynamic. Um, so I, I think aesthetically it can make a really interesting-looking pond. I've never done it personally. I think it could probably look pretty cool. Um, but I, I think there's some pros and cons to it. And, and yes, I mean, lava rock does get um, clogged up, and then at that point you pretty much do have to replace it, I would say. So it's something to consider. It's not something I would necessarily advise, but I think I agree with Eric. It can be a really beautiful, interesting um, aesthetic, a, a beautiful way to build a waterfall or maybe have some highlights, some um, uh, impact pieces around the edge of the pond that can be a really cool effect. But not underwater. But it, would, it would not be my first choice. It would not be my okay. first choice, no. Thanks, guys. All right. Hey, okay, Joe. thanks for the call, Joe. Okay. I appreciate Bye. it. Um, okay, you other callers on the line, please keep holding. We're going to get to you in just a few moments. Um, so tell me about your headquarters still. So your headquarters, Eric, is also the, the Helix um, Life Support Headquarters. So tell me a little bit about why you chose Helix as the name for your product line. <clears throat> okay, let's talk Helix for a minute. i got to tell you, I, this was not my intention. Just like you said 20 years ago when you started the business, happy anniversary, Mike Gannon, the pond hunter, that you didn't imagine gotcha. yourself 20 years later like talking about it on the Internet. You know, uh, I, I never yeah. imagined myself getting into manufacturing. It was not in my, my game plan. I just, uh, I just I had some ideas from the aquarium world. It's a bleed over from that, you know, and, I, and I, I'm always thinking about, you know, doing things a little different i mean th- that's where the renaissance stuff comes from and you know my wife got kind of coined that for me you know she's just like you know it's kind of like the renaissance of what you want to do you know back in the day you know a homeowner i mean a home builder they just didn't do the roof they just didn't do the rough framing they did everything and they were that was like the renaissance of of building homes our home is 1888 and it's magnificent all this old woodwork and it was probably the same guy did the whole house you know, in the newer homes, yeah. it's the same stuff. So I don't want to go off too far on that, but I, I'm always thinking about doing things differently because of my aquarium days. And, you know, I, I've tried all those skimmers on the market, and I was just like, I just don't like this the way it does that. I don't like this the way it does this. And I just woke up one morning, and I had that skimmer in my brain. And I was like, oh, my God, i got to try this. And so, anyways, I, I know we got a lot of holders. I, I don't want to go off on a tangent on this, but, you know, the skimmer came through, and, um, you know, I just said, we got to do it. You know, I'm going to go for this and built some prototypes, 
and they work phenomenal. And, you know, of course, the economy is kind of weird, but I was just like, you know what, we're building enough ponds, even if no one buys one from me, we can still, you know, we could probably install enough to make it work for ourselves. So we went to, we went to mold that skimmer. And so we went to market with it. And but while it was back to your question of where the name came from, I just didn't I didn't know what to call it. You know, I was like trying to think of all these different things, and <clears throat> I was kind of thinking of like the tornado. But you know, there's there's all these there's a pump called tornado. I was thinking like, you know, what am I going to call this? Is it a vortex? Is it you know what's going on? I was trying to think of all the stuff, and before I had a real legitimate helix pond skimmer in my hand, I was working in San Diego, California on the top of Mount Helix. And I'm getting goosebumps when I'm telling you this right now because it still is that, <laughs> uh, you know, that neat to me because the the way you go up the mountain, you spiral up this road and you circle the mountain a couple times before you get to the top. And when you get to the top, you don't turn around and take the same road down. The spiral circles at the top and then it circles down the other side. And, you know, I mean, anything with an X in the title is just cool, you know. I mean, so I was like, Somehow yeah. Felix came to me, and, and I was driving down that road, and it just struck me. And I'm like, oh, my God, my skimmer is going to be called the Helix. And I'm standing right now. I'm not sitting anymore because I, I can't even sit because that's how, that's how much it moved me. It was crazy. And, yeah. I mean, the movement, the movement came ever since then because when you open the skimmer, you know, you see the activity. You see movement. And then that led to our moving bed waterfall filter. And when you open that filter, you see movement, and it's like – Something's happening in here. It's not just, you know, it's not just water upwelling through something. So, I mean, our skimmers got movement. The, the waterfalls have movement. People are telling me, you know, Helix Nation is a movement. And, um, you know, people from Maryland and to California are calling me and going, hey, this is cool. I like the renaissance. I like that you're thinking outside the box. And that's kind of how Helix came, and it just kind of developed from there. And, um so that, there's there's how I got the name. I think I went off and digressed a little bit, but that's how I came up with the name yeah. for the Helix. Yeah, that's cool. So Helix Mountain out in, out in California. Pretty cool. It's, it's actually um, Mount Helix. If you want to look it up and Google Earth oh. that mountain, it's called Mount Helix in San Diego. Mount Helix. Cool. Yeah, I love looking that kind of stuff up. Um, let's take another call real quick. I don't want people holding too long. So let's see who I want we to, got I want to give away the line. Let's do it. All right. Uh, caller, you're on the air with uh, Eric Striplett, the pond digger. Who's calling? Hey, caller, you're on the air. Hello. 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 How you doing? Hey, you're Hi. on the air. Who's calling? Hello. Hello. Hey, this is Kevin. What's up, Kevin? Hey, Kevin. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Okay. Good, good. Hey, I'm, I'm here from. I'm here in Indiana. Right on. Uh, tell, uh, tell us the story. Weather got up to about sixty today. Oh boy, that's not too uh, bad. Everybody's getting warm. Everybody's warm except New Jersey. <laughs> well, we're getting ready to have a, another cold front. So, uh, as of right now, I haven't fed my koi. Ah. Uh, still got a little bit of time left. Yeah, oh, be careful yeah. with that. Make sure make sure your water temperature is uh, the water temperature is what you really want to use as an indicator, not not really the air temperature. So make sure your water temps get up to fifty five or so, and then you can start 
giving them the food that I'm sure that they'll be looking for. Correct. So do you have a hey, question uh, wh- for the pond digger? Well, I actually just wanted to make a comment. Um, my name's Kevin Ressler. I'm actually the administrator of Koi Keepers of America Facebook group. What's up, uh, Koi hey, Keepers Kevin. of America? Yeah. Koi Keepers of America, what up? Yeah. Um, I just wanted to, to say what a great guy that uh, Eric is. Anyone that's, you know, in, in California and, you know, can step up and send a gift all the way to New York to our man Chai just for asking so many questions. <laughs> man, that kid deserves it, man. He's gonna he's gonna write an encyclopedia one day. He's gonna have all the knowledge. I'm gonna start calling him. I'm gonna have a hotline to, to Chi and just be like, Chi, you know, I got a question I need to know. Have you found this stuff out yet? And he's gonna be answering for me. I know it in the future. He he will, yeah, I'll he, tell you that. He, that guy is just—he—he's after so much information, and he's learning so fast. I'm—I'm I'm proud of the guy. <clears throat> Me too. Yeah. But he's sucking up all the information. He, he's going to dry out the internet pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, Kevin, I'm—I'm I'm waiting for my Koi Keepers of America shirt so I can—I can wear it on the Ask the Pond Digger show and show it off. It's a very great logo. I love it. Well, those will be ordered uh, next week, and hopefully we'll have them and, and get them shipped out there one in a couple weeks. But, yeah, I'm excited to get them, too, and get them out there. I'll be so. looking forward to it. Yeah, for every, anybody who's listening, if you're if you're a Facebook user, there's many different clubs and groups and pages that you can join. Uh, KKOA, the Koi Keepers of America, is a Facebook group, um, a really active one, a lot of great people involved with it, so... If you guys are out there and you want to check it out on Facebook, go over there and like it, and you can catch up with everybody. And uh, it's a really interesting group. I have a lot of fun kind of following along with everybody there. You're doing a good job, Kevin. Uh, thanks a lot. Um, I I just built my uh, pond last year, my third one. It's about 10,000 gallons, uh, six-foot deep, two bottom drains. Um, I do have a skimmer, but I'm willing to upgrade that skimmer if I could win one. Okay, well, you're in the running. You're definitely in the running. You called the right place. So, so Kevin, you're the skimmer for retrofitting, I'll tell you that right now. Any any new upgrades to a pond is great, so. Kevin, is it your third pond, as in you have three, or it's the, the same pond you've rebuilt for the third time? Uh, my first pond was 2,000 gallons. Um, that didn't last but a couple years. We outgrew it. So I built another one, which was, um, it was about 10,000 gallons, but it was 40 foot long, 3 foot deep. I couldn't keep it clean. So I studied just like uh, Chai did for two years, and I come up with this design. Now then, it's... Um, about 14 by 20-something, six-foot deep with bottom drains, but it's in the same location as the second pond. So, yeah, I've only got the one pond now. They say the average pond owner has three ponds before they get the pond that they want. So hopefully you're on the pond that you want. <laughs> yeah. it's. Um, I've got a uh, 14 by 14 uh, pump filter house that's, Actually, uh, the one wall is part of the pond, so 
I've got all my filters indoors. It, it's a nice little setup. I like it. That's cool. Very cool. Hey, Kevin, thanks so much for calling in, and uh, you're in the running for the, the free pond skimmer. Well, thank you, and you have a nice afternoon. Okay. Later, Kevin. Have a good evening. That's pretty cool. So the uh, you're active on there. I, I monitor the, the and get involved with the Koi Keeper of America group. That's a, that's a fun Facebook group. I know, like myself, you belong to several of them. That's that's uh, that's one of them that stands out a little bit. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, they definitely stand out. <clears throat> that's for sure. They're still pretty small, you know. I mean, as 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 you grow with anything, it becomes more challenging. Uh, they're still a relatively small group, and maybe we should keep them a secret so they don't get too big and gets out of control. But for now, they're they're moving at a, a nice pace. Uh, they're controlling the growth pretty well, and um, I think they're uh, sharing a lot of information. You know, a post goes up, and all of a sudden there's you know, 40 comments of people offering helpful advice. And uh, that that inspires me. When when you go to one and they start to bicker a little bit, you know, it, it kind of, it, I don't know, it kind of hurts me. It bums me out a little bit because, you know, I think they all should get together. And much like, you know, all the pond builders in the industry, they should get together and unite. And, you know, even though they might have a different point of view, if they can still offer each other advice to help better each other's situation, then you know it makes it makes our industry a better place. It makes our hobby a better place, and I come from the hobby, so I can still speak from the heart after all these years on that stuff. So keep it up, Koi Keepers of America. Yeah, hey Koi Keepers of America, why don't you guys do this? Keep it pondy. There you go. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> let's go to another caller. We have another caller on the line. Um, Hey, caller, you're on the line, Pond Hunter Radio Broadcast with Eric Triplett, the Pond Digger. Hey, Hello? caller, can you hear us? Yeah, hey, you're on the air. Hello? Who's calling? Hello. Yeah, hello. Hey, you're hello? on the air. Hello, Am I, we it, can hear it's you. Is it me? It's you. It's you. Oh, it's only what's you. going on, Eric? What's going on, Mike? What's up? How you doing? Who is this? this? Oh, this is Chi from the Bronx. What up, Chi from the Bronx? <laughs> What's going on, man? It's good to hear you guys. Chi from the Bronx, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Been, How you we were just talking singing. about you, man. I know. I hear all the shout-outs. I appreciate everybody's help. And I know good. I could be a pain in the butt sometimes with all the questions and stuff. But How's your pond coming along? Uh, I, I got it dug up. About to start the plumbing uh I'm going to put in the bottom drain this weekend, hopefully, if the mud clears up a little bit. We're going to do a little uh, block walling, hopefully by Monday, and then, you know, take it from there. Nice. Drains, you got, you got, we got, you got the Helix set yet? Oh, yeah. I got that. Uh, yeah, I got the Helix skimmer from, from the pond digger. <laughs> yeah, but did you get it set in place yet? Did you have <laughs> no, not ice? yet. Not yet. I okay. haven't even uh, – I can't get out there too much because it's been raining a lot, so. Ah. Yeah. So it's it's and we got some you know, more rain coming, Shay. Yeah, I know. It's today. It's it's raining a little bit today, tomorrow, and it's supposed to clear up for the next four or five days. So I'm gonna take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah. So, Chi, you know, you know, I I do plan on coming to to New Jersey this year, and you know, when I come to Jersey, I plan on coming to the Bronx, and we're gonna go see the Yankees game. You know that, right? Yeah, for sure. Whenever you're hey, ready, you let me know. Because I'm not playing. I'm serious. No, it's, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> We'll take you to the bleachers. Yeah, the Bronx. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my, so my you... wife can get tick, tickets for anything, so if you need Yankees tickets, you let me know. <laughs> oh, that's even better. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I got, I got a question for you guys. A, a friend of mine is building a pond, and he wants to put rocks in the pond, right? Uh-huh. He's you know he's set on rocks, but he wants to somehow do a bottom drain. How do you feel about that? You want to go first, Mike? You want me to go for it? Yeah, sure. Um, I would. You can, uh, uh, go ahead. Here's what I suggest. This is my suggestion to you. I believe that if if you go deep enough, if you go like three foot or deeper, let's say you do three foot vertical walls and you pitch the bottom, you know, if you're going to put a bottom drain in there, pitch that floor to, say, four-foot depth. If he can keep the shape of the pond in a fashion that, you know, will maybe mitigate some of the, the wrinkles that are across the bottom, if he can get a real clean floor, then he can rock in the walls, leave the floor open, because if you, if you start to put stone in the bottom of the pond, unless you really go to the labor intense to mortar everything in, then you're going to start to trap solids. I mean, you're putting in the bottom drain to get everything out of the bottom of the pond. Do the rock walls. Stack the walls like a boss. I mean, get all those cracks filled in. And then what I would recommend that he does, he spends some extra money on some rock, some waterfall uh, foam, and literally go through there and foam in all those cracks heavily, like just till it's almost coming out the side, and you can carve the stuff out, and you still have these nice rock walls. If you fill in all those voids and you can keep from debris building up behind those walls, I mean, I think you're kind of getting the best of both worlds. I think the high-end koi people um, would possibly still frown upon that because they don't want their koi to scratch themselves on the rock. But, you know, if you're picking stone that uh, isn't really sharp, like we talked about earlier on the show, you know, you want to put feather stone below grade where it's all sharp. If you're picking a smooth stone and once it gets a biofilm on it, it's going to be nice and smooth and slippery take care of all those voids and you know just keep that floor opened up just get rid of all the wrinkles okay i'll let, i'll pass that on to him yeah cuz he he was talking about that he wanted to spray foam like all the little cracks and stuff but he was also under the impression that if he puts small tiny rocks on the floor the 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 pool will settle on the rocks rather than get underneath the rocks like the big rocks so you're still going to have some sediment hit the rocks Okay. But more importantly, you know, you're going to have to use pretty big cobble. I mean, when your koi get big, I don't know what, how, what size pond he's talking about doing, but, you know, when you have a 24- to 30-inch koi, they're knocking around that gravel like it's nothing. You know, they just, I mean, they'll yeah. pick it up and move it with their mouth. So unless he's planning on using, like, 3-inch cobble across the bottom of the pond, which, you know, in my opinion, if you put 3-inch cobble across the entire bottom of the pond, he's not really getting that natural look. It's going to kind of look contrived, having that same size stone across the entire bottom. That the attractive part about stone in the bottom of the pond is it looks like nature. It's you know it's got three eighths and three quarters, an inch and a half, and three inch minus. It has all these different variations of of gravel in the bottom of the pond, and that's when you get that look, and that's what people fall in love with. So if he's trying to get the best of both worlds, you know, rock in the walls, maybe maybe he could put down a, a little bit of stuff in the bottom of the pond, like I don't know, like twenty cobble pieces. Or maybe he could do a, a, a design pattern of cobble, like do a, an interesting sun pattern, like a mosaic. Think outside the box, you know, like do some interesting mosaic pattern with some stone that's big enough to where he can still hit it with the hose and, and move it around. But now he has something interesting to look at at the bottom of the pond without trapping a bunch of solids. Because that's what he wants to do. Is That's why he's putting the bottom drain in. Okay. Okay. Sounds like a good idea. Yep. Yep. 
I just, well, I just want to say thank you, you know, for, I know I know, I harass you like crazy, and, and Mike's answered a couple of questions, especially Kevin Resler that just called up, and uh, everybody in Koi Keepers of America, they're really nice folks. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just want to say hi to everybody. And, well, uh, well, thanks for the call, Chi, and, and seriously, we need to look at the, look at the um, schedule for the Yankees out there because I, I want to make a trip to the East Coast this year, but it's going to be when the Yankees are in town. And seriously, we're going to go to those, those leads and we're going to hang out and have a good time in the Bronx. Yeah, let me know. I, I told you uh, I'm going I'm going camping the, the day the weekend that the Angels are coming down, which which sucks. Uh, <laughs> okay. <me>, <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see him. We'll see him play another team then. All right. I, I got All right, you. man. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it a lot. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Thanks for the call, Chi. Have a good night. Hey, Mike, Chi can't yeah, win the camera. He already won one. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Not a problem, not a problem. Okay. I'm sure he's very I mean, happy. So... Uh, I'm sure he's happy with one, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's great. He's he's a, he's an interesting guy. Very, very active on uh, Boy Keepers of America. Um, so let's take another phone call. We have somebody who's been very patiently holding, and uh, they've been holding for a little while. Hey, caller, you're on the air. Thanks for calling. Hi, Eric and Mark. Hi, this is Michelle. How are you? What's up, Michelle? I'm great. Michelle. I'm great, thank you. So I think I was calling number one today. (laughs) Oh, just playing a little bit of poker and listening to a little bit of Pond Hunter. There you go. Cool. Two of my favorite things. (laughs) 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 So did you call a little bit earlier and, and... And did I hang up I on you? I did. I was caller okay. number one, uh, and I, I didn't realize how the whole thing worked, so I didn't respond back. And uh, so, yeah, I was okay. <laughs> But I, fi- I figured it okay. out now. Well, here we are. <laughs> We're glad you came back. Right. Well, What's your question you. today? So my question for you is I live in Minnesota, and I have a sand ground. My, my ground is sand. It's about... A foot of uh, well, about maybe two feet of actual like dark soil, but then it goes to sand. I want to expand my pond right now. <clears throat> it's at about three and a half, four feet deep, with just a liner, and I want to go down to six feet. And I'm wondering, given I have a sand uh, ground, the ground is sand. Um, what I do I have to go with block, or um, are there some other alternatives that would uh, prevent the the liner from um, collapsing? That's a tough one, Michelle. It's so you're going, one. you're going, yeah, six feet deep, straight down. That's that's what you're. Well, the, and, and that's where I'm thinking maybe if I do it a little bit more bowl-shaped, I might be able to get away without having to do the blocks and rebars and the like. Um, well, you're just not yeah. I'll tell you this, Michelle. You are you're in luck because one of my good friends is in Minnesota. His name's Jake Langsley. His uh, company is called Aqua Eden. And I'm proud to say he's one of my Helix Nation guys, the Helix Head. And he's done several swim ponds out in the area, or I, maybe I should call them recreational ponds. And um, he's done his his personal pond is eight foot deep. Now here's what here's what he's done in his in that condition of sandy soil down deep. 
you get down to a certain depth, and you it's, – it's a tricky dig, but I, I can go more into depth with it, but maybe not too deep in the show. But essentially, he's, he's done these walls in the pond of interlocking block, like the dry stack, like the stuff they have on freeways that are 20, 30 feet tall, like interlocking block, and it's not like – you know, pouring concrete and mortar and all this, you know, um, stuff. But you interlock the blocks. They have these pins, give them incredible strength. And um, he's he's used them on the interior of his pond. And you can either do it in that way if you don't want the block on the interior of the pond to take up um, space or maybe be a danger for your koi or what, 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 however you're feeling about that. You, you should at least do the excavation in, in those dry stack blocks. Do, a, do, a, mm-hmm. do them in a circle or a pattern or however you want to do them, and then you can um, put a geotextile fabric on top of that and then put the liner on top of that. And then you can have the stability so your your landscape is not going to cave in, and you can still get the depth that you want. And it's it's pretty easy to do. I mean, <clears throat> the tough part is the blocks are probably 90 pounds each for the you know the good blocks that are, are giving you all the strength. And there's a little bit of science behind it. You want to get a, uh, overlap the edges, and, and you got to put the pins in correctly so you get the strength. But um, it's it's a really affordable solution to doing what you're looking at going for. Okay, fantastic. And actually, um, and uh, the, the reason I mentioned, eating? yeah, the reason I mentioned him is because you could probably go to his Facebook page or you can go to his website, uh, and you could probably see some of the photographs of, of the things that he's done. And he, he he has photographs of him doing that kind of stuff. And you're so close to him. I mean, he I don't know how close you are. He's in a Fairbolt. Does that ring a bell? You know how far you are from Fairbolt. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you know it's in Minnesota. <laughs> I'm in the Twin Cities. <laughs> well, Fairball, he he would take your phone call easily. You know, if you're close enough, he'd probably let you come by and visit his pond. I mean, he has a pond tour every year, and uh, it might be worth going out and seeing what he's done, and at least uh, talking to him. And I mean, he he'd gladly help you if you want to do it yourself. It's not like, I mean, he would do it for you, or he would just help you along the way. He's just a really helpful guy, and um, you know. We've all helped him along the way, and he's very, very helpful in, in helping other people as well. So um, I would definitely look him up. Okay, I tell, will do Tell that. him that the Thank pond digger you. and the pond hunter sent you. Okay, I will. And I want to do a shout-out to Koi Keepers of America as well. I'm an active uh, member there, and uh, we appreciate all of your uh, cool. help and advice when you join us. And, and I know that Mark also comes on from time to time as well. So um, thank you. You're, you're cool. absolutely welcome. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Michelle. Thanks. Well, we've got a lot Have of Koi Keepers of night. America people fans over here, huh? Yeah, that's nice. Those are my peoples uh, out there. Yep, yep, they're loving it. Um, so we have a couple other callers on the line. I'm going to ask them to just hold hold for a little while. Um, you know, people are calling in to get their, get get in the running for the free Helix Pond Skimmer. Let's talk about some of your other components too, though, because you have you have a complete product line. You have um, you have a pump line. Let's talk a little bit about the, the pumps that you have. We have we yep, have an um, external submersible. Pump. We have a submersible and external, and external yep. pump. Um, we have you know it's all stainless steel, high quality stuff. Our external pumps are made in America, which I'm really proud about. I mean. Most of the stuff that that we brought to market made in America. You know, our our molds are done in America. Our uh, the roto molding process is done right here in America. I can drive down there in under an hour and do quality control. Um, some of our media comes from North America, so it's just outside the states, but it's still you know it's still close. It's North America to me, you know, and so you're looking at like 
Right. Oh gosh, I mean, our our submersible pumps are uh, coming from overseas. You know, there's certain things you just can't find in America, and I don't know what I don't know what to do about that because some of those pieces still um, come to part of the puzzle. But um, you know, right. I'm wearing American-made boots, I'm driving an American-made truck, I'm you know doing as much as I can, you know, because I love my country, and um, you know, but I'm I'm doing in the same regard. You know, I love the world. I want to meet everybody. I want to help as many people as possible. We're we're communicating with people in Thailand and Australia and all that stuff across. Um, I wish I had. I wish we could push the product line outside the states far faster and harder. Um, but I don't want to grow too fast. But I mean, we have a lot of people. I mean, I have I have people who want to become authorized helix contractors in India. I mean, a guy is ready to come to America right now and train with me for a month and go home and start a helix business. I have a guy that's wow. in Africa right now. He wants to be a, an authorized Helix contractor and he is um he's already built a pond out in Africa, a pretty pretty great pond I might say. And now um he wants to build one at a different business that he has and then he has someone who wants to build him a pond now. So it's like it's cool that now, you know, we're doing it locally and now we're pushing it out. You know, it's it's yeah. blowing my mind because, like I said, I, I didn't plan on going into manufacturing. It just kind of came that way. So um, right. I don't know if that's really the question you were looking for. That you know, we have all of our water treatments. You know, we have a lot of different water treatments. Most of them are all all natural based. We don't have anything um, that I wouldn't want to that I couldn't put in my coffee cup. I mean, if I can't put it in my coffee okay. cup and drink it, not that I would like it or want to, but if I can't do that, I do not want to put it in my koi pond. That's just that's just the way we roll. And, you know, so you're not going to see us promoting products that, you know, I wouldn't put in my fish pond. And um, I'm going to stand tall on that because I've already right. had people say, hey, you need this in your product line. I said, no, I don't need that in, in our product line. That can That can be purchased from someone else. I don't want to be the product line. I don't want to, gosh, how do I say this? I don't want to be the product that that everyone uses in their pond. I just want to be the best product that people use in their pond. That's what I want, and that's what the Helix is based upon. You know, I don't, I don't care all the components that you need for your pond. I want you to pick the best ones from our company and use them in the pond, and that's kind of the philosophy that I, I've done because I built for so long, and I kind of, <clears throat> I built up my my brand, my personal brand, the Pond Digger, and mm-hmm. and you know the quality that we try and push for, and the diversity that we try and push for, and the Renaissance part of what we push for, and uh, for me to put my name on a product that I won't go out and install, then it, it's kind of working backwards for me. So right. everything that we're going to produce, I, I want to put on my pond. So that's that's right. really the basis behind all our stuff. So currently, it's just like skimmers, pumps. I mean, I'm not going to go manufacture rubber and and PVC pipe. I mean, people can get that locally. It costs too much to ship that stuff, you know. But we want those, sure. you know, yep. cool components, you know, new innovations. I mean, I, I think it was Joe earlier that called and talked about Lava Rock, and I, I still am a fan of using Lava Rock in certain scenarios. And we have Lava Rock filters in our mix, but we have um, aerated assist cleaning on them. So instead of just 
having water flow through the filter and then, you know, a couple times a year pull it out and rinse it down. We have it set up to where we can put a blower on there. We can agitate the media monthly, bi-monthly, bi-weekly, however you want to do it. You can agitate that media yep. dependent on your system, and then you can, uh, you can rinse it. It's an aerated assist cleaning cycle, and that lava rock is not necessarily something you have to throw away every year. In the old ponds, I mean, the old-style ponds I would build, you know, once a year I would just take the media, the lava rock that had, you know, collected all that stuff over the year and just I'd toss it out because I would waste more water than just buying the new the new media and, and inoculating the pond with beneficial bacteria to kickstart it. So, you know, right. those are the kind of innovations that we want to bring to the table. And, um, you know, with the moving bed and the biomech reactor, we have, you know, half lava and half moving bed media. So we just want to kind of bring the innovative stuff that we can to the market, and we want to grow at a slow rate, you know, so we don't want to grow right. too fast. Cool. Um, you have sediment chambers in your, your product line as well. Tell me a little bit about those. I'm glad you mentioned that because <clears throat> the settlement chambers that we have, are they're very compact. And most of the settlement tanks that I came into, you know, when I was trying to get settlement tanks for koi ponds, they're just they're really obnoxiously big. And in most cases, that's better because you get more dwell time for the stuff to settle out and what have you. But it does complicate the install. It complicates some of the yards that we're in. And some of the premise behind the Helix brand and where we began, one of the biggest problems with all the pond skimmers that I've ran into, uh, you know, in my career was, like, the skimmers were just too big. They were, you know, they came out of the ground too tall. The, the lid was, you know, cumbersome and hard to hide. And my theory was, like, I want compact. I want it as small as possible. I want, you know, to be able to hide it real easy in the landscape. And it, it turned into I had to make the skimmer taller, so we dig deeper. But now we have a more compact unit in the landscape and i took that that philosophy that mindset and then i pushed that over to settlement tanks so we you know we designed the settlement tank to just be like as compact as we could go if it went any smaller it just it just really wouldn't work that well so you know our okay. our settlement tanks are as i think as small as you can get to make them work right we have some um some great uh connections on the inside to uh, control, the sp like, the speed's going to be there, and so some of the sediment might hang in the, it's suspended a little bit longer than we really, really want it to, but, you know, I worked real close with Kent Wallace, he's a genius, and he helped um, make sure. some incredible modifications on on the system, and, you know, we have these quick disconnects for cleaning, and, you know, it's just, it's, it's super cool stuff, so if you need a settlement tank, and you're in a really tight, compact backyard, I mean, ours is the go-to uh, settlement tank because of that. I mean, if you're in a huge yard and, you know, you have plenty of room, then maybe you'd want to get one that has more dwell time and it's bigger and harder to hide, because, but you have the room. So, um, yeah. but that, that's kind of the premise with, with our whole line is, you know, compact hiding and so forth. So, Yeah, cool. Very that was cool. a fun question. Hey, I thank you for asking with... that. That was cool. Yeah, sure. Let's, uh, let's check out Someone's hanging on the line here. They've been very patient. Hey, caller, you're on the air. Hey, Hello. caller. Hello. How are you doing? You're on the air. Thanks for calling the Pond Hunter. You're on the air with Eric Triplett, the Pond Digger. Eric Triplett, Mike, how are you? It's Benjamin Timmerman. What up, Timmerman? Hey, Benjamin. What's happening? How are you guys? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. The weather's warming up. The frogs are fornicating. It's good. <laughs> Uh, like the frogs are going crazy at my house right now. 
crazy. Yeah, I got calls from my clients. You know, they're they're hearing all kinds of fun stuff, and we're finding them at you know all over the place. I'm getting jealous. I don't have any action around the pond just yet. <laughs> I love the well, we're, too. It, it, it's feeling good to feed the fish. You know, we're feeding some of the fish. They're getting active, so you know, spring's here for us. Very nice. You guys out in the field getting your customers taken care of, I'm sure? Yeah, you know, everybody wants it yesterday, so we're just trying to make sure everybody's happy and we're, you know, staying on top of our game. But, you know, it's always uh, it's always something. But, yeah, spring's here and people are calling. It's always, God, a, good sound. It's always a good sign. Absolutely. Yep. I guess, you got to love it. I just... I guess I just had one question, and really, you know, I, I'm, I I do want to be in the running for the Helix Skimmer, but, you know, I want to use it for uh, good purposes, not for my business, but to use it as a um, promotional piece um, and, and donate it to a um, a pond belt we're going to be doing at a school. So um, put me Ooh. in the running. Um, but I, I do have one question. Uh, I want to know where Ask the Pond Digger um, show came about or, or – you know how it how it got started and 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 just some feedback on how it's doing. That's a that's a good question. That's a fun question. I uh, it started. I I was inspired by someone. I will admit it, and I will be proud to tell you what really inspired me behind it. But you know, um, because of our hard push on YouTube to bring content to the masses to teach people. Um, you know, how to build different styles of pond, you know, the Renaissance style. We're not just about a one, we don't build pond just one way. We want to show people different methodologies. And, um, I mean, literally, sometimes I find myself up, you know, two hours past, everyone's asleep, just pounding on the keys, answering questions. And, like, you don't know how many times I've answered the question, how many fish can I have in my pond? I mean, if I, if I had a dollar for every time I answered that specific question in a private setting, you know, typing on the computer in my bed late at night, and and it's crazy. So, like, I was just thinking, like, how can I get the content to more people? I don't want to just make the typical frequently asked questions page and then send send people to that page so they can read it. It seems like just didn't seem, you know, authentic enough, genuine enough, like, you know, communicating with, you know, my fans and followers that, that are so loyal to us on YouTube that we love. So, um Probably, I don't know, several years ago, like, I don't know, five, six years ago, I stumbled across Gary Vaynerchuk, and I think he's a marketing genius. He's an entrepreneur genius, and I've always been inspired by him. Um, I read, uh, you know, his book, Crush It, and it, it really moved me and got me excited and helped me push things, and I followed Gary Vaynerchuk in his career along the way. And he, he touches social media in ways that you just you can't imagine. And he inspires me to communicate with my fans at a much deeper level than just, you know, here, go check out this, you know, frequently asked questions page. Well, um, sometime, I don't, I don't know exactly when it started, but he started to ask Gary Vee show. And people could call in and just go, hey, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, starting this part of my business. What do you think I should do? And he just shoots from the hip and he, like, tells you how it is. And I thought, I wonder if the, you know, I wonder if I could do a show called Ask the Pond Digger, and you know, if people would engage it, and if people would would like that kind of content that we would push from people. So, we, um, I'll be honest with you, we shot. I, I wanted to be the first to the game too. I was like, hey, you know, if I don't do this, someone else might do it. You know, this is this is a good way. If you go to YouTube, there's, you know, there's not only just like Ask Gary Feed Show. He didn't like come up with that method. 
I mean, if you go on, on YouTube, there's like a dozen different channels of ask this, ask that, ask the chef. You know, so it is, it's a great way to communicate with, with people and spread content. And, you know, teaching is part of uh, the mantra of what we want to do, teaching the homeowners, the end users about their ponds. So I was just like pitched it to my producer. He said, I don't know, Eric, we maybe try it out. I don't know if I like this show or not, but I'll try it, you know. <laughs> Big old six foot four German, you know, three hundred pounds. So we we shot literally like sixteen hours of ask the pond digger stuff, and we just kept throwing it away. We're throwing it away. It was like we don't like the set, we don't like the light, we don't like the backdrop, we don't like this, we don't like that. And you know, we put it on the shelf. And I, I thought maybe my producer was not going to want to do it. And I was like, we have to keep trying. I think this is really going to make a difference. So we finally found a setting. We pushed it out. Crazy, crazy good. Uh, I thought actually by doing the Ask the Punch Digger show, I would have more time at night to, you know, do whatever I wanted to instead of just typing on the keys. But it might have got worse or better. I don't know how you want to look at it. But, I mean, the questions are coming yeah. in, like, so fast and so many. It's it's getting harder for me to keep up. But it's in a it's in a really good way, but because now when someone asks me a question, how many fish can I have in the pond? I can do a short little burb like, hey, this is a great question. A lot of people ask it. We did a show on it. Here's the link. You know, go check it out. And instead of me spending you know five minutes articulating, you know, this many fish per gallons, but you got to think about this risk. And like, I just sent them the link to the show, and it's still a personal touch for me. And uh, I think I think people are into it. I, I it's still pretty early on. But I, I told him, you know, you keep asking questions, and I'll keep answering them, and the questions just keep coming in, in flurries. So um, thanks for that question. It, 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 it seems like, you know, as time goes on, you know, people can go back and uh, go back to, you know, previous episodes that you've done and answer their questions for themselves without, you know. You know, it seems like in time you may be answering a lot of the questions. Well, you know what we're doing? We're, we're categorizing these these questions we uh, we have enough shows now that that you know that the questions are stacking up and it's like I told people we're gonna do frequently asked pond questions like no one has ever attempted. I'm gonna put myself out there and I'm gonna be you know I'm gonna potentially say something wrong one time and in, in just like the passion of saying things. You know my wife's already correcting me a couple of times. She's like, well you know you probably should have said it this way and I'm like, oh you're right again. You know like. I, I don't know. I'll shoot it over if I have to. And my producer's like, Eric, no, I cut it, and I take that part out. We keep going forward, you know. Like, so we we just like keep keep pushing on it. And um, but now we've categorized it on our website. So literally, like, we have a, a landing page on our website. It's Ask the Pond Digger website. It has the complete playlist there. And now we've categorized it. Hey, these are frequently asked questions on pond construction. This is frequently asked questions on you know, koi and turtles and, and frogs. And this is frequently asked questions about this. And so now if if, if, um, if our followers and our fans or subscribers, if they, you know, want to know something, they can just, like, cruise to that page. They can cycle down through the stuff. It's pretty easy to get through. They can click the link, and they can hear, you know, my, my in-the-field experiences. And, like, what I really want people to know is the Ask the Pondiger show, it's not about, like, you know, hey, I, I know I'm right. This is the way everyone needs to do it because – Every day I learn something new, and I'm, I'm like, wow, I didn't know it was going to happen this way. This is, I'm still a learning process, and that's why it's still fun for me. 
what I'm sharing with people in Ask the Pondic Show is just my experiences because my experiences here in Southern California can be very different than in Asheville or in New Jersey. So, you know, I'm just going like, hey, this is what I've experienced. I've seen it a bunch of times or, hey, I've only seen it once, but this is what happened. So, you know, um, I think it's I think it's just valuable content because I've been doing it so long. I've done things so many things wrong. I know what not to do. I can tell you, you know, and that's what I want to share with 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 my people on YouTube. Yeah, very well, cool. I just, I, Thanks for the. I just, yeah, I just all I want to say is that uh, uh, you, Eric, and and especially you, Mike, you guys are pushing the industry further in in, in the new directions. And I and I, you know, it's just. It's so wonderful for our industry to have fresh stuff like this, and you guys are a true treasure to, for, all, for all of us. Thank you, Ben. Well, You're ben, awesome. Thank I appreciate you. it very much. You guys have a good night. Have a good night, Ben. Yeah, so I mean, it's pretty amazing. So I, The Ask the Pond Digger news series. Now, you have close to 200 videos on YouTube, and you have uh, like 9 million views or something like that on YouTube. It's, it's just an insane amount. So it's it's kind of ironic that you're doing this series to free up time a little bit and and you're going to end up maybe having a little less free time. <laughs> I know it's turning out that way, you know, like uh you know, my producer and I you know, it's it's I I can't even tell you where the drive comes from because, you know, I mean, yesterday I'm 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 telling you we started at 5:15 yesterday morning, like walked out the door, t- fired my the pond digger truck up and backed out my driveway. And you know, I did. I did come home and see my family, and I had dinner with the family, and I had a little bit of time in, at the very end of the day like that. But as soon as everyone's like, "Okay, I'm done," you know, I was like, "Okay, I got to go." I was like, out the door. I was over to my producer's house. We were editing video and like working on content and working on new shows that were going. And you know, I think my head hit the pillow at um, just before 11. And I, I woke up again this morning at five o'clock. You know, passionate about getting up and going. Hey, I got. I got a lot of things to do today. Let's get this done. And when when I can get up like that in the morning and and still feel good about what I'm doing, and I have the support from my family still, going, hey, go, you're you're doing good, and 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 um, then it's, it doesn't get better than that, you know, it just doesn't. Yeah, that's got to be pretty awesome. So uh, people can find you on YouTube, and you have the Ask the Pond Digger series. You have a lot of how-to videos, construction videos, all sorts of cool stuff. So everybody, make sure you check them out there. Let's go take a couple more calls. We have a few callers on the line, and uh, we'll see if we can move through these guys a little quick. So pretty soon we're going to have to make a choice here. Um, hey, caller, you are on the air on Hunter Radio Broadcast. Thanks for calling. Who, who's on the line? Hey, caller, you're on the air. Hey, hello. Okay, let's go to the next caller here. We have a couple other people still holding for us. Hey, caller, you're on the air on Hunter. How can we help? Hello. Hi. Hey. Hey, you're on the air. Uh, Who's calling? Uh, this is Austin from Iowa. What up, Austin? Hey, Austin from Iowa. Hey, um, I was wondering, do you prefer bottoms rain or under gravel filtration? Um, You know, it really depends on... The environment and the client. You know, honestly, when I'm designing, what? It, that that's what, what was really... it. Um, what was the question? I'm sorry. Do, do you prefer? Does he prefer bottom drain or under gravel filtration? Oh, okay, okay. Go ahead. I personally <laughs> like them both. 
Uh, I like them both quite a bit. And uh, when when designing a pond, I'm really trying to communicate with the client what you know, what are the pros and cons of each system and the maintenance requirements. And you know, that's. Let me take this somewhere. I'm going to go deep with this. I hope you're okay with that. And callers, thank you for being patient while I take this one a little deep. Okay, listen. I, I think um, every pond installer has an incredible responsibility to the homeowner to teach them about, you know, not, not, not just the lifestyle. This is about a lifestyle, but there's more to the lifestyle. There's a great responsibility because when you have, when you have people naming their fish Jack and they have turtles named Edwin and they have these little red dragonflies that land on, on the rush and they name it Cheeto, when you have the level of people getting into their pond that deep, I think it's a better responsibility to, to really explain to that end user what they can expect out of this pond in one year, in three years, in 10 years, in 20 years. I think it's a, I, I have a responsibility to communicate with that customer and tell them how big that fish is going to get and how they're going to fall in love with it and how their kids are going to name it. And uh, I, I want to explain to them, you know, the long-term how we're going to manage this. When you have a koi fish that can live 70 or 80 years, I mean, we're going to be passing these along to our children. So it's like I want to teach at the, at the deepest level about the lifestyle because it is about touching people's lives with water and changing their perspective at the end of the day when they come home to, for their escape. I mean, we're creating escapes for people and oases for people. And uh, when, when the pond doesn't perform to what their expectations are, it can be a real shocker. And I think um, it's, it's important for me to, to explain the level beyond just like, hey, we feed the fish and it's cool. And, you know, when you need your pond cleaned once a year, call me and I'll drain your pond for you. I want to take it all the way in across and explain the different methodologies of it. So when you ask me what do I prefer, the bottom drain or the the under gravel grid, I think it's about, you know, what the expectations of that client are and the health and well-being of the the animals that are in it. So any a bottom drain done poorly is uh could be a nightmare. A bottom drain done correct is like you know, a, a blessing, you know. And the same could be said for an, an under gravel grid system or an ecosystem pond. You know, done correctly, they can be, like, the greatest thing on the planet. I have ecosystem ponds that are 15, 20 years old that, you know, are amazing. And the the homeowner loves it because it's exactly what he wanted. So, um, gosh, I, I it shouldn't be about what I prefer, because I like it all. I like it. I like all of it. I have hundreds and hundreds of ponds in the ground, and they're all mine. You know, I built them for Mrs. Johnson and, you know, um, Mr. Perez. I mean, I've built the ponds for them, but those ponds are mine when I walk out the door. And, you know, so I have them all. And so I'm really blessed and lucky to have, you know, all the different styles that I can go back to day in and day out. So my goal is to figure out what each person wants and design that system for them long-term and, and take it from there. So that's, that's going deep with that question. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Austin, for the call. Yep. Have a good night. for the call, Austin. Have a good night. And we have another caller. Let's go right to this phone call here. Hey, caller, you are on the air. Hey, caller, you're on the air. Hi, Hello. good evening. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Who's calling? Hi. This is actually Michelle again. How are you? What's up, Michelle? Hey, Michelle. 
Well, Michelle I, from Minnesota. I, right. So I forgot to ask, last time I was on the line, I wanted to ask about the goat that is in a number of videos, Eric. <laughs> uh, I mentioned, I talked about Billie Jean earlier. I'll tell you the story behind Billie Jean. I, um, I bought my wife a goat. My wife is, um, she was in the pet industry for her whole life. And I brought her to my facility, and I promised her not to. I wouldn't work her too hard. I promised her anything she want. I'd get her a horse. I'd get her whatever. We we bought her a goat because she had a goat in the past and she loved it. We went down the place and I got this baby goat. We bottle fed it and it just worshipped us. And it, it would you know it would come in the house and it would just be around. So that was um, just a fun gift and and that I got for my wife and. Um, we did that that video. Gosh, I feel like I'm going deep with this too. It's a goat, okay? It's named Billie Jean. But listen, we did that YouTube video on the set in my backyard. It's a, it's a, it's our YouTube set. I tore that pond out because we built another feature there for YouTube, and then we have another one going in. So we tore that pond out, but it's in the backyard, and it's the goat's yard. So the goat's running around. My wife's feeding the horses. Billie Jean's bouncing around, and we're in the middle of filming, right? So my wife's trying to be all quiet and sneak around and feed the horses, and the horses are neighing, the horses are urinating. Sounds like this hose is in the background. The frogs are going. I mean, it's like this. It's it's a pretty fun scenario, right? And my big German producer's like, Eric, these horses. Why you have Billy Goat run around? You know, he's like <laughs> going crazy, right? <laughs> so we're filming. We're in the middle of the, of this, um, you know, take, and it was like everything was perfect. And I'm, you know, Dima's like, don't blow your character. You got to keep going. You know, just keep thinking about, you know, if you think you're doing bad, just keep going. I'll decide if you're going bad. So, the goat comes like between my legs, and I'm like, the whole, the whole scene, the whole take that I was doing was like perfect until this goat started walking through my legs. I did not break character. I kept teaching. I kept educating. I kept looking at the camera, saying, "Look, this is what you got to do when this happens. Otherwise, you're gonna have a bad pond." You know, I'm telling the story. And then the goat walks through the set, and at the end of the thing, Deep Moss says, cut. And I'm like, do we got to do it again? He's like, it's just a goat. It's fine. Just keep going. Shoot next scene. It's getting dark. You know? And then every night the goat would come out and, like, mob, photobomb my set. And uh, it was just it was a blast. And I don't know if I mentioned it earlier. I did mention it earlier, but Billie Jean comes to work. She comes to the Pond Digger headquarters. Her hours are... A nine to five Monday through Saturday. She travels back and forth to Pondiger headquarters in my wife's vehicle. So, uh, thanks for the question. It was a pretty fun one. Thanks. That's awesome. <laughs> thanks for calling back, Michelle. You have a good night. Thanks, Michelle. Hey, thank you. Still thank there? You for the call. Uh, she is already? not. She is not. I was going to ask yeah, her a question. Yeah, but we do have we have another caller on the line. Hey, caller, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, Hello. Hey, Colin. I, I Hello. A, how are you? I, I, good. How are you? I'm a big fan of you both. First of all, I'd like to say, um, and I oh, had just a quick question you. for you guys. Um, so I have a. This is, first of all, this is this is Dylan from Michigan. Um, hey, Dylan. And Dylan, I have a. I have a 2,000 gallon koi pond in my backyard that I put in last year, and I have about my my koi are now about one and a half years old. And I'm at my I'm at my pond like multiple times a day, and I cannot like 
they're so afraid of me and they're like always hanging out at the bottoms or in like little hides or whatever. And so they didn't eat like hardly anything last year because they just wouldn't come up for food and it would just get swept up in the skimmer and stuff. So how would you recommend having your toy like not be so afraid of you and be scared all the time? Take it away, Mike. I think it's just a matter of patience because koi and all these um, types of pond fish like goldfish, fish in that, I'm just going to say that family of fish, generally are very sociable fish. They're very curious and very interactive with people, which I think is part of the great charm and and attraction of keeping um, these type of of animals as pets, and they really do become pets. And sometimes it's hard Mm -hmm. to explain that to somebody who doesn't keep fish when you when you talk about, you know, how you interact with your fish and you can pet them and you can feed them with your hand. I think it's a matter of really spending time patiently by the pond and food is a big help too. They have to know that you are the food god and they need to associate you with that. And eventually mm-hmm. if you just really take a lot of time, give them the time to trust you. Fish are genetically programmed to think that you know, things coming up to a pond are predators. So until they know you, and they're very aware of their environments, until they know you, um, they may want to hide. And it can take a while. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised it's taking as long for your fish. Uh, you may want to yeah. make sure that you don't have a predator or something that is spooking your fish um, and keeping right. them away from you. But take your time, feed them slowly. And, and just patience, it will pay off. And eventually, before you know it, you're going to walk up to your pond and they're going to rush up to the edge of the pond and follow you all over the place. Okay. Uh, are there any breeds that are more friendlier than others? I Dylan, think Chagoy me... are, are very friendly, but go ahead, Eric. Yeah, I mean, actually, that, that fish in particular is, is ravenous and... Um, I hear. I'm going to give you. Some, I'm going to give you an exercise. This is what I'd like to see you do. I know you're probably still frozen out where you're. You're part of the world, but when you get the opportunity, if you can get some water hyacinths or some, uh, if, if they're legal in your state, water hyacinths or some lettuce, and create a look a mm-hmm. bank of those somewhere. So almost like they can't see you if they're hiding underneath it. And then Heather's like this little window that that they could get to to get to the food. And what I'm going to tell you to do is I'm, I want you to get. You know, three or four different varieties of koi food. I don't know how many koi foods you've tried. You might just have a really, you know, bonk-flavored koi food, and they don't want to touch it. That does happen sometimes. I'm going to tell you to offer three or four different varieties of fish food mixed up in the same container, and here's going to be your silver bullet. I want you to get some freeze-dried ko- uh, krill. I want you to go to the go to the saltwater section of your, you know, local aquarium and store, and please go to a mom pa store and don't just buy it on Amazon. You know, go go into the store and get this fresh one and take it up, and I want you to mix it into a food. So you're going to get a jar, and you're going to put in four different varieties of food, and you're going to take some that freeze-dried krill, and you're going to throw it in there, and you're going to mix it up, and it's um, now, now you're going to have a, a whole different uh, variety of flavors that you're going to tempt these koi with. And I think the freeze-dried krill is, is really going to pull them out, and it's actually really good for them. It helps their digestive tract and helps clean them out and offer them small portions. And I want you to do, I, I don't know what your, what your schedule in life is, but pick the same time every morning and pick the same time every night and go out there and give them a little bit at a time until they come to you, until they get it. 
And when you throw it in that little bay, that little bank, that window that I'm telling you about, when you throw it in there, it's going to hang in there, and it's not going to go directly to the skimmer. If they are afraid of you, they're going to come up and taste it. It's going to blow their mind when they start eating that krill. And Mm -hmm. then when you come in there and you throw it in there, they smell it. They're going to go, oh, my God, it tastes so good. Remember yesterday when we ate it? I'm going to go eat it. I'm going to go for it. I don't care if that guy's standing there. And pretty soon they're going to be splashing water on you, and uh, you're going to thank the Pond Hunter Radio Show for it. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. You bet, Don. Thank you so much for the call. And uh hope you guys warm up out there in Michigan pretty darn quick. Um, I'll say that. Jeez. Yeah, it's, it's that time of year. Let's get let's get warm. Yeah, that can be a problem sometimes. I have um people when we get fish in there, they, they don't they don't warm up to their um owners very quickly and there's there's numerous reasons why. Um but in time, it seems like they always come around. So hopefully that's, that'll be the case for Dylan as well. So what do you, what do you think, Pondigger? We've, we've had a few phone calls. Um, do you want to think about picking a, a winner of the Helix Pond skimming system? I mean, I I, I think I know who's going to get it. I mean, I don't know who you think is going to get it, but I think I know who I want to get it. I'm going to go with your choice. How does that sound? <laughs> Well, we've had someone really persistent tonight. We've had someone call in. They were the first caller, and they got, you know, somehow hung up on. And then they called back right. and got in. And then they they wasn't enough. They called back again because they wanted more. And I think, you know, Michelle uh, Gravenish is uh, the Helix Pond Skimmer winner of today at the Koi Keepers of America. Very cool. That's awesome. I mean, Congratulations any objections to, to that? I mean, it's pretty, pretty clear, right? No, her persistence paid off. As a matter of fact, she looks like she's calling in again right now. Let's let's <laughs> let's see if we can get her on the line and let her know. Hey, Michelle. Hi. <laughs> What's up, Michelle? Hey, Michelle you? hey. We got some, how are you? We got some good news for you. I heard. I'm very excited. <laughs> well, I'm I'm very excited that you got it. I appreciate your persistence and. You you asked some really touching questions that, you know, got to, you know, go deep in my life and, you know, touches both me and my wife, and, I, and I'm and i really happy about that. And I think your group that you're involved in is is super special. I think you're a great candidate, and I, I hope that you love the way the way it works. I really do. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Thank you. So send me your uh, – Congratulations, Michelle. Send me a Thanks. private message of your uh, address, and we'll get it shipped out to you as soon as possible. I will do that right now. All right. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks so Bye-bye. much for calling in, Michelle. Congratulations. Who would have known that to win a pond skimmer, you got to ask about the pond digger's goat? Come on. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> that's awesome. Wow, congratulations to Michelle. That, that, that is absolutely tremendous. So uh, good for her. Good for her. She persisted. She kept calling back. That's just, that's awesome. She's got a Helix Pond skimmer coming to her right soon. Very cool. So, you know, I I think everybody uh, knows, anybody who is, like I was saying earlier, Aquatic will be assessed, knows that they can can find you all over social media. Um, You're on just about everything. I, I follow you on Instagram. I follow you on Snapchat. Your Snapchat posts are are really hilarious. <laughs> I haven't I haven't fully I haven't fully grasped 
Snapchat just yet, but I love following your posts. They're always interesting. Um, so people can find you on Snapchat. People can find you on Twitter and, of course, Facebook, YouTube are the big ones. But you also have a great website, too. And um, Thank you. It's funny. I was, I was checking out your website. It's got tons of information on it. Um, you can connect all your social media stuff there. And uh, you're still hitting the, the skate park. So you're, you're a skateboarder, and you even have a special edition Helix skateboard. So if yeah, that would do. Is that is, funny? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a really great-looking board. So anybody who's out there that, that is a skateboarder, be sure to go over to the pondigger.com and uh, check out what's going on. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming on. What else do you have going on? Do you have um, any pond tours or anything coming up that you'd like to get out to the public and let people know about? Uh, you know, the, the, we always do the, the, the Moonlight Pond Tour. It's uh, in October. It, we always do it in October, in the fall, the, the, the weekend closest to the full moon, and we do it on a Friday and Saturday. So that's pretty far off. I, I don't have any... Um, I don't have any crazy big things to talk about right now. We're just, I mean, everything's about the Ask the Pondigger show. We have we have all our energy just being pushed into that. I have a very, very special announcement that we're going to say next Tuesday on the Ask the Pondigger yeah. show. We committed to doing uh, two shows a week for the year, uh, and then at the end of the year we'll see how things went. And as I said, I told people if they keep asking questions, I'll keep answering them. But we do a show... Uh, releases every Tuesday morning at 4 a.m. and every Friday morning at 4 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. And as I said, I have a very special announcement we're going to do this coming Tuesday. So uh, all everyone listening, I hope you are tuned in for that one. Cool, cool. So everybody check that out. You know, let's do one more phone call. we got somebody still hanging on the line here um, just to say hi and see what's happening. Hey, caller, you're on the air. Welcome to the Hello? Pond Hunter Radio Hello. Podcast. Yeah, hey, hey, you're on the air. How are you doing? Hey, this is Brad. Brad. Hey, Brad, how are you Brad tonight? Kazee? Yes, it is. What's hey, up, Brad? Brad. <laughs> so uh, I, I've been following both of your careers for a long time. I'm, I'm a big fan of both. And Eric probably knows where this question is coming, but I want to know about frogs. How can I get frogs in the desert southwest? <laughs> Frogs. Well, I know we're running out of time, and the show's coming to a close. I'll, I'll tell you this: I have um, my my. I'd have to check the species that are available out there, and if the, the, the chorus tree frogs, they're I think they're pretty widespread. There's a lot of endangered frogs, but I want to do just a little bit of studying and find out if the chorus tree frog that that is you know local to my desert is local to your desert, and um, if if they are in fact then I will gladly give you a bunch of tadpoles that hatch out this year. And, I mean, the biggest thing that I find is people that take these tadpoles, like the local tadpoles that are in your backyard, in your area, and uh, they throw them in the ponds. And, you know, the koi are eating them and the goldfish are eating them and the dragonfly larvae are going after them. And, uh, you know, it doesn't take long for the skimmer to get little tadpoles, whatever skimmer you have. Even the Helix Pond Skimmer is going to pull in little tadpoles. So, you know, um, they just don't do well in that 
moving environment, heavy waterfall activity, big fish swimming around. You've got to create these little tiny frog ponds. You've got to have a small body of water with a lot of aquatic plants and, and a little bit of algae and some anacris underwater oxygenating grasses. And then, you know, like give it's a tadpole pond, you know. That's, that's outside-the-box thinking. That's Renaissance stuff. That's like, hey, I do frog ponds. And we did a shrimp pond just like a couple years ago. These little, these little tiny shrimps, a pond dedicated to shrimps. You know, and so bass pond, whatever. So we want to build frog pond and create the perfect habitat for them. And once they start hatching out in your backyard, it has to be just could be just a little tiny thing. It could be a container garden, really. And then they're just going to come back year after year, and they'll they'll hang out close by. So um, you know how I know this because it took me years to figure it out by screwing up and putting local tadpoles that I collected <laughs> in the wilderness, and you know didn't, never did anything with them. I stumbled on it by accident how to do it right. Well, thanks, thanks, thanks for the information, and uh, you, you've both been an inspiration to, to me and my friends. Um, thanks for all the great information over the years from both of you. Brad, you're awesome. Hey, thanks, Brad, and thanks for calling in. We'll catch up with you again. All right, thank you. All right, you bet. You have a great night. So, Eric, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on and uh being a guest on the show and, and sharing your information and sharing your passion with all the listeners. This has been a, a, a lot of fun. You know, I've been on the air for a year and it's the first giveaway that we've done. And uh, this was a lot of fun. We had a lot of callers come in and we even had some callers call and, and drop off. Unfortunately, it would have been a lot of fun to be able to talk to everybody tonight, but uh, you're a real inspiration to me, obviously to many, many people. And uh, I truly appreciate your work and everything you do out there. And, and thanks so much for taking the time tonight to join me and to be on the show. Thanks, Mike. I can't believe that the time flew. It's already been an hour and a half. It's crazy. I still want to talk, but I, I understand you have time constraints. I appreciate it. It's an honor to be on the show tonight, especially, especially, especially on your 20th anniversary. Happy anniversary, Mike Gannon, the Pond Hunter. Thank you for having me on the show. What an honor. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And um, I'm looking forward to the next 20 years. And I, I hope you're going to come back. And uh, I will catch up with you soon. Thank you very much. Have a great night. Okay, my friend. You too. Bye. Have a Bye. good night. That was Eric Triplett, everybody, the pond digger. The man who says ponds rule and dogs drool. He's touching people's lives with water and coming at you from every social media platform, pretty much known to humanity and even some that we don't even know about yet. You guys can find him on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and, of course, YouTube. His website is thepondigger.com. His uh, Helix website is helixlifesupport.com, helixlifesupport.com. And, um, you know, he's just everywhere. I think at this point you could probably just yell out your window, and Eric is going to pop up somewhere. And uh, that's the Pond Digger, everybody. Thank you again to Eric Triplett. Very fun, very fun show. And congratulations to Michelle, the big winner of the free skimmer giveaway, the first giveaway here on the Pond Hutch Radio broadcast. I guess it was about time. It's been a year already. Uh, and it's been 20 years for my company, Full Service Aquatics. This business has started out of the back of a black 88, 89 Toyota Corolla hatchback after I left the, the pet retail world. And, uh, you know, I just haven't looked back. My marketing back then was business cards, and that's it. But I did a lot of 
expecting. I was no stranger to the door-to-door cold calling and telling people about what I do. And uh, I can't believe that's how I first marketed the business. And now I'm actually talking to you, you guys from a podcast on the air, broadcasting around the world. So live and learn, right? And I'm still working on it, everybody. I got a long way to go. And I look forward to the next 20 years. Let's see what that brings. Yes? So thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Um, I want to say thank you to uh, all the guests that have come on to the show over the last year. Um, To everybody taking their time, taking time out of their schedules to share information um, with the listeners. Uh, I mean, it's just been tremendous. Uh, It really has been an honor to have you guys all on yeah, you've all made this last year a lot of fun doing this show. And uh, I hope to see many of you again, not not just a one-show deal. And I'm so thankful to each and every one of you. The guests on the show have been great. The information on the show has been great. And I'm very happy to bring it all to you guys. And I hope you guys will all keep tuning in. Um, I'm really enjoying doing all this with you guys. So um, let's see what we got coming up on our next, some reminders to everybody, on the next Con Hunter Radio broadcast. So 29, Brazil Mar- Martinez is going to be joining us from the All Philippines Koi Society. Do you guys belong to a koi club, to any type of koi club or water garden club, goldfish club, any sort of society? If you do, you know that it's a great resource. You know that it can be a lot of fun, and there's a lot of things that you can get involved with doing that. Rizal really is uh, has taken, I think, koi clubs. She is just a, a very good example of what a koi club should be. I watch these guys over on um, Facebook because that's my connection to, to that world, and they're just having all sorts of fun out there. So uh, I'm really looking forward to speaking with her. And having her on the show, we'll be able to be with her in a couple of weeks. And um, it's going to be awesome. So everybody, tune in for that. And uh, I will see you next time on the Pond Hunter Radio broadcast. Take care, everybody. Keep it pondy. And thanks so much for tuning in. We will see you next time. Stay tuned. You have been listening to the Pond Hunter Radio Broadcast on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Mike Gannon, the Pond Hunter. In the pursuit of all things aquatic, broadcasting Wednesday nights on Blog Talk Radio. The Pond Hunter, keeping it pondy for the aquatically obsessed. That's right, everybody. Keep it pondy. I'll see you next time on the Pond Hunter Radio Broadcast. Have a good night, everybody.